Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. Attention business owners, senior managers and executives, your successful separation begins right now. We have the answers to the questions you did not even think to ask. Let's face it, you're already successful in your career and we're here to help expand your knowledge and limit your costs by designing a strategy for your divorce. We take all that business knowledge you've acquired and we put it to work. With proven strategies, systems and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast. I Look, I, I really, I don't know where to start this week. I, for a long period of time, I have felt so out of sorts. It's not funny. Like, I've seen the memes on Facebook where they say, you know, I want a refund from 2020. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're not in the year 2020, just let me explain what's going on right now. We are as not only a society, not only as a country, but as a world in a position in time, which for me and the years I've been on this earth, I've never, ever seen anything like it. And I, I'm the sort of person that I can feel energy. I feel when I'm talking to someone, their pain. I can look in their eyes and actually see how hurt they are. And maybe it's one of the gifts that I have that make me so good at helping people through the really difficult time of getting divorced. And I've previously spoken about when I worked at the airport, when my life was in danger, and you'd have to go back and listen to that. I'm not going to go through it all right now. But I, ha- I did have a risk assessment on me because in my role at the airport, I had to control some pretty um, unfavorable people who were doing things wrong and breaking the law. And when I would come in contact with these people, I would get the hairs on the back of my neck would would stand up and it was something that I learned to trust. I would get a feeling in my stomach and I just learned to listen to what my body was telling me. I, I tried to remove what my brain was saying because my brain was saying, you're in a, an environment with all these people, you've got people around you, nothing's going to happen. But there was something inside of me that would say, Tanya, step back, move away. And one of these guys, actually, that I would step away from later on through a Molotov cocktail into one of my staff members' um, homes or a subcontractor's home. And so that, you know, that just proved to me that what was going on in my body I needed to listen to. So I'll just tell you that story to give you an idea of what I am now feeling now. With covid with everything else that's going on, like the world is just in a very, very sad place. And then the pressure that that puts on people is next level. The pressure that we have in our houses, in our homes, in our schools, in our business life, in our communities, it's heavy, it's full on. 
And to top all of that off, there's been a lot of sadness that's happened. So for me personally, in the last few weeks, my brother-in-law, my youngest brother-in-law has passed away unexpectedly, something that you know, we have been completely and utterly shocked about. And this has just gone to add to what I am feeling. And I was sitting around because sometimes I just need to sit, I just need to be so that I can listen to what it is that I need to hear. I'm not being woo-woo-y or anything like that, but sometimes when I'm just quiet, when I'm just with myself, The answers just come to me, whatever those answers may be. And because of what's happened to my brother-in-law and I've watched my in-laws be completely and utterly out of sort, I've watched my husband suffer terribly and having to be there and support them and also, you know, my own grief of what's happened, I realised this week when I was sitting in silence The correlation between the shock of my brother-in-law passing away and the finality of that and not being able to see him again, not being able to laugh with him again and all of the special moments that we had because he was a very, very funny bugger, to not have him anymore in my life really meant that I had to think long and hard about not only what he brought to my life and the value that he brought to my life, but I started to wonder how we work so hard. We go about things day in, day out, and we do it because we think that we're building something bigger and better in our lives. And then you wonder, what is it all for? What is it all about? Why am I doing this? What's the reason? And the correlation, going back to where I started this conversational loop a a few minutes ago, the correlation between death and divorce feels so familiar to me. The feelings that I've felt in the last few weeks feel so familiar to what I went through when I was divorcing my first husband. The feeling of being aimless and, I don't know, this heaviness on my shoulders, just, I I couldn't shake it. The feeling in my gut, you know, I, I, I can't describe what the feeling was, but I was so aware of it every minute of the day. These dense, heavy feelings. And it reminded me of when, when I was, I was aware of the feelings And I was trying to shake them because I was aware of them. And I kept saying to myself, come on, Tanya, you've got to restart. Like, get back to where you were before this happened to to James, which was my brother-in-law. Get back to where you were. And I realized I was mourning and I realized I was struggling. But I was just trying to get over it again. You know, like I was trying to restart. I was trying to get back to where I was before. I was trying to get over the sorrow And it reminded me of when I was a little girl, my grandfather used to repair mowers all the time and I would see him pulling the cord and then he'd pull again and he'd pull again. And sometimes, you know, they'd they'd turn over, they'd churn, churn, 
And then all of a sudden, one big pull and the thing would start. And that was the, the, in my mind, that's what I was sensing every time I was trying to shake it off. And I'm going to myself, yeah, come on, one more pull, one more pull, and you'll be back to normal. But why is this important to you? Well, it's important to you because I just wanted you to understand that you will get over it and you will get through it. But what you're dealing with right now, there is no doubt is exactly the same as mourning the loss of someone really special in your life. There's no doubt that you are mourning the future that you thought you were going to have. And just like me, you just need to show yourself a little bit of love. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't try and think that you've got to do everything. If you need to just sit in silence, if you need to just, like I did, sit in front of the TV for a few days and do nothing, just do mind-numbing nothing, just so you can regroup, then that's what you need to do. But don't allow other people to put pressure on you to do something that maybe you don't want to do. If it doesn't feel right, listen to what your body is telling you. And sometimes our analytical brain wants us to think or do something just to get us restarted when really we just need to stay in the cocoon that we're in for just a little bit longer. But if you want to understand some ways to start trying to get yourself out of this feeling, if you're feeling like this right now, I wanted to share with you just some of the things that I did. So I'm a big journaler. I like to write down my thoughts because it's like when they leave my brain, go through my hands and onto the paper, it's, it's I don't know, it's like they're there for the world to see. And I just wanted to read to you what I'd written in my diary last week. And this is, this is what I wrote. It's my choice, but I just want to lay around and watch TV. I want this feeling of worry to go away, even though it takes energy that I would prefer to be using somewhere else putting off the decisions I know must be made, but I ignore them. And that little bit right there, it was just around just everyday life decisions. It was nothing to do with, um, you know, survival or anything like that. It was just me trying to get back into what my normality, what everyday normality meant for me. But for you... You're talking about a completely different normality. You know, my, my normal will be the same. It is the same today as what it was you know, a few months ago. It, it's my choice. It's what I want to do because it's what I love. But when you're going through a divorce, we're talking about your normal being so abnormal to you and starting again that there's no doubt that you feel uncomfortable. But what I want you to do and what might help you is just to make sure that you check in with yourself and you do write down what you're feeling. And that's why just sitting in silence is what you need to do. 
just sitting there. And I'm not talking about five minutes. You probably really need to do it for a minimum of 30 minutes. You need to turn off the TV. You need to turn off everything. And you just need to sit with yourself and your thoughts. And it's when you do that, that all of a sudden you can get through all of the heavy baggage and you think about all of that stuff that's uncomfortable because you have to, because there's no noise around you. There's nothing keeping you entertained. So you have to think about the thoughts. But the once you've thought the thoughts, automatically your mind goes to solutions. Automatically your body is coming up with, well, what do I need to do to address this? And once you've done that, then it's like, okay, I've got rid of that top layer of the cake and now I'm I'm getting deeper. Now I I deal with the next issue. Then the same thing again. You deal with the next issue, then you move into the one underneath that. And if you just tackle every problem one at a time, the biggest one first, you will feel like you are actually getting somewhere. And that's all you need to do. You just need to feel like you were getting somewhere. And just like me with my brother-in-law, I don't know if this is how you are feeling right now, but the question I kept asking myself is, why is it that we try so hard that we put in what we seem, what we think is 100%, while we get up every day and we keep doing what we keep doing, whether we feel like it's a merry-go-round and, and it's the same thing every day or whether we feel like we're making a difference in, in the world, we get up, we go to bed, we get up, we go to bed and then one day we might not get up at all. And I know this might sound a little bit morbid and I'm really sorry but I just felt like I had to talk about this today. But this was my problem. I went through my divorce. I changed my life. I did what I had to do to have a better life. But then just like my brother-in-law, tomorrow I might not wake up. And what does that mean? And now this is where the beauty came about. So after my few weeks of feeling aimless, not understanding what it was, what is this message that is coming from this experience to me? The message was simple. The message was so simple, but it took me a while to actually get it. And the message is, my dear friends, that life is so damn short. From the moment we're born to the moment where we die, it disappears in the flick of a switch we need to make sure that every day we do our best we try our hardest and we live our life to the fullest because we don't know if there will be a tomorrow so if right now you feel like you either don't have the strength to leave that you've already left and you're wondering if you made the right decisions Just ask yourself one simple question. Are you better off where you are right now or where you were before? And what can tomorrow hold? I'm not talking about years from now, but what will tomorrow hold that is 
better tomorrow than it is today. And if every day you get up and you think, today is going to be better than yesterday because this is what I'm going to do to make it better, then it will be a beautiful day. It will be a good day. And I am so very, very grateful for my brother-in-law, for the lessons that he taught me. I'm grateful for my previous marriage. I'm grateful for every single thing I have in my life because I am so damn lucky right now. And even though the world seems heavy and it doesn't seem to be what it used to be, just as long as I get up tomorrow and I do the best I can do and I give back to the people that I need to give back to, that I love my family, I love my husband, I love my children, I love my family, I love you, everything will be okay. So hopefully you get the message that I'm trying to get across to you right now. But just know, it will be okay. Just wake up tomorrow and do the best you can do. Not the best that anyone else wants you to do, the best you can do. And when you do that, everything will be okay. All right, my darling friends, I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.